Welcome, everybody. Filibuster Freestyle. It's your buddy, Gavin. We've got a sports jerks coming live from the West Coast with our buddy, Jeremy Johnson. we got to finally pour some dirt on the Boston Red Sox and their 2022 season. We've been pouring dirt on, pulling it back off for basically months now. But here we are. It's September. It's over bringing in Jeremy to talk about that. But listen, NFL football starts tomorrow. Technically, it already started if you're a Rams or a Buffalo Bills fan. But the rest of the league basically kicks off tomorrow or Monday. So football's back. College football's back. Formula One happening as we speak, coming down to the crescendo of their season over the next couple of months. U.S. Open ending slash about to end tomorrow. Iga Świątek of Poland wins the U.S. Open over Alain Jabeur today. But hey, while I have you, I want to do something that I have not done yet in the almost eight years of this podcast. This podcast's existence. Easy for me to say. So as you know, Filibuster Freestyle has been the show and the brand and the website forever. But we're starting a new project called Season Ticket Showcase. We just dropped our first five episodes of Season Zero, our preseason, this past week. So go into our feed, Filibuster Freestyle feed, anywhere you get your podcasts, SoundCloud, Deezer, Good Pod, the list goes on. And when you find it, you can listen to season ticket holders from various franchises talk about their experiences. And we're going to try to do this for all the North American sports teams and potentially globally. We're going to see what happens. But before I bring in Jeremy, instead of a fake sponsor of the week, instead of an unofficial sponsor of the week, we are selling merch with a partnership we started with our buddy Marky Sal from Pop Sketch Designs. So this is a literal read for literal merchandise that you can actually buy and support this show and support Pop Sketch Designs. Follow at Pop Sketch Designs on Instagram. Or go to our Etsy store, www.etsy.com slash shop slash pop sketch designs. We've got our Mount Fenway Red Sox theme shirt and our rings and trophies New England Patriots slash Appetite for Destruction Guns N' Roses inspired shirt, as well as some other gear being sold by Marky Sal uh, relative to the Celtics right now. But we've got two up so far for the freestyle More importantly, for Season Ticket Showcase, shout out to all of our guests on the first five pods. Let's see if I can get them all right before the theme song. Uh, Episode one, Philadelphia Eagles, Dan Ruddle. Episode two, Boston Red Sox, Andrew Patterson. Episode three, John Timbone, DC United. Episode four, LA Chargers, Gary King. Episode five, New England Patriots, Tony Franchi. And again, you go to at Pop Sketch Designs on Instagram, follow them. You can buy our Red Sox Mount Fenway-inspired shirt and our Patriots Rings and Trophies Appetite for Destruction-inspired shirt. Buy as many as you like. We'll keep printing them, and we're going to come up with more designs as we go here on the Freestyle and, more importantly, on the Season Ticket Showcase. Also, shout-out to Jobber Lowe, who helped us supply the track for the Season Ticket Showcase, easy again for me to say, theme song. Jobber Lowe is the one who laid the beats. We made the remix with the vocals. I'm going to play that in lieu of the Filibuster Freestyle theme song to once again promote Season Ticket Showcase. On the other side, our boy from the West Coast, Jeremy Johnson, Sports Jerks, talking Red Sox postmortem 2022. 
Highs and lows, wins and losses, it's been unbelievable. Bringing me joy and bringing me pain. They've taken years off my life. That's the deal we have made. You're bringing me joy, you're bringing me pain, yeah, yeah. But every time I give up on them, they pull me back in. As promised, joining us, are you in the Subaru sound booth, Jeremy? I, I am. I am definitely in the Subaru sound booth. There's neighbor chaos everywhere, but you can't tell because I'm in the sound booth. Joining us from the Subaru sound booth, which, for those of you who are listening, pre-theme song, you know we did an actual read for an actual sponsor, Pop Sketch Designs. Instagram, at Pop Sketch Designs. But Jeremy's in the Subaru sound booth, and they may or may not pay Jeremy to be there. Or he may pay them to be there. But either way... Dude, this Forrester is nearly paid off, guy. Oh, so it's yours, brother. And anyway... Almost. Almost. Just send me the title. That's fantastic. Speaking of uh, the Boston accent, our buddy Andrew Patterson can't be here for Sports Jerks tonight because he's out as a man without children on a Saturday night in beautiful Worcester, Massachusetts. We were surmising that he might be at the Foo Bar, which is a place that stopped existing in, like, 08. But, um... Maybe he's at the food bar, Jeremy. Where do you think he might be before we get into the Red Sox? Is he the, uh, was it the Ar- Armadillo Grill? What was that place called right next to? Oh, Tortilla uh, Sam's? Tor- well, there was Tortilla Sam's, and then there was a place that was next to Mahoney's that um, had a oh, brief it, run. It lasted for like a summer. Right. Okay, yeah, he's at Armadillo run. Grill. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Let's just hope Tortilla he makes it Sam's. home. Wherever, whatever you're doing, Andrew, just... Hey. You know, I was just there, man. They got a lot of new stuff there. I don't know if any of it's any good because I spent, you know, almost every minute there, like in Tatnik Square. But um, even Tatnik's got bars. What, wild. Local little neighborhood. They got two neighborhood bars that people can walk to and not, you know, get DUIs coming back from Shrewsbury Street or whatever. So It's nice when a neighborhood city has some neighborhood bars. I'm glad Worcester came, yeah, exactly. Worcester came back around on that. Um, well, anyway... Pour some out for all the bars we used to go to. Uh, big ups to the ones that are there now. And let's pour some out and pour some dirt on the Red Sox. Finally, uh, 68 and 72, 10 games out of the second wild card with 22 to play. We've been in, we've been out, we've been in, we've been out. Or maybe vice versa, out and in, out and in. But let's just get the hell out, right, Jeremy? Is that where we're at? I'm going to let you wax poetic for a few here. Yeah, I mean, you know, our last our last sports jerks, um, Andrew was like, like, yeah, they're a playoff team. They're playing like crap, but they're a playoff team. And I was saying, you know, unfortunately, they're a playoff team because they're just good enough to not blow this thing up and not good enough to actually do anything with it. And that's pretty much how it went. Um, they were good enough to, like, you know, convince themselves that they could get hot and go on a run. And then they do this like half in, half out trade deadline maneuver, and they didn't really get better for tomorrow. They didn't really get better for today. Um, and uh, that's kind of just where we're at, although I guess we'll get into the, the kids later. But, you know, Christian Vasquez, I don't see how this year's baseball team gets better with Christian Vasquez being traded. On the Astros, yeah. Um, but... You know, you could make an argument that they freed up playing time for guys that are going to be the players going forward. 
McGuire and Wong, but um, you know they suck. Like they <laughs> they suck. They can't even they can't even lose properly because right now we should be losing. Where they win too many games for a team that's not going to make the playoffs. Yes, we're not even good enough to like spoil um, the teams that we don't like. Um, right. I mean, even the Orioles are make you know smacking us all over the yard. I mean, I know, I know today they lost. To the Sox, seventeen well, we to four. Like seventeen in one game. It's like guys spread it out. A right. If they if they scored things, four but... last night instead of two, and they scored you know fourteen today instead of seventeen, uh, they could have saved a run and won both games instead of going one and one. But but they, I mean, with the, no one saw the Orioles getting hot either the last time we talked, and that doesn't that doesn't mean that that is the reason the Red Sox shouldn't have been good enough to get in or not. But once that happened. Getting rid of Vasquez and then doing basically nothing else the deadline became even kind of sillier, I guess, you know? Because um, J.D.'s got a player option for next year, right, J.D.? Martinez? He does not. He does not. That, I was wrong. Oh, you were. Okay, him. okay. So that's good. So he he's not going to opt into that, which is good news. Um, yeah, he's um, he's out after this unless they get him for, you know, the right number. But it's weird because they have, like, six guys under contract for next year. Mm. Um and, less than you like, need. Less than you players. need. A lot less. And on one hand, that's like awesome, you know, um, because they're freeing up. Like finally, they're relieving themselves of the albatross of this. Like we're not very good, but we're in the luxury tax sure. zone that they were in. Sure. Um, but they're freeing up a bunch of money, and they've got um, roster flexibility for the first time in a long time. And they've got some kids that may turn out to be good major league baseball players so like on one hand like man we are far away from any of these true contenders um really far away on the other hand it's baseball so can change quickly pretty good pretty quick yes you know um especially if you have some some young players that are under control um the kike move was kind of funny and it kind of like to re-sign kike before they had to it it just shows me like that they've got they think they're going to be relevant next year but they also know like um we aren't very good right now at all for next year you know like they needed that they could have just gone into the off season and signed Kike if he was available right they just needed they needed a pro who can play in multiple positions when healthy right exactly and like so like they're they're putting together like a playoff roster because you don't sign a guy for 10 million dollars who can play multiple to positions to be a utility you know a, a, a good starter at four positions right or three positions right if you're planning on finishing last in the AL East you don't spend that money on that guy and i swear to god if we don't have enough money for Rafi Devers because we signed Kike Hernandez for 10 million i'm going to have an aneurysm yeah, I mean that's the number one, and it's been the it's been the thing we've been talking about for over a year now. Is they always do this? They sign the guy that's a nice to have, and then they'll cry poor on the need to have, and wonder what happens. It's bad. It's just a lot of like a lot of maybes. Like Connor Wong might be like a stud, right? But he might not be. Tristan Cassis like. Great start, kiddo. You know, it, this might be like our first baseman for 10 years. Um, he might not be. Can I ask a question actually really quickly? Why not? I don't know enough about him. Why not play him a month and a half sooner and send Franchi packing back to Worcester? 
his home, his superpower home, a month and a half earlier. It, I, maybe he's too young. Is that what? Can you tell me more about him? I think they're just playing it really safe with them. I think there was an injury, but it was like okay. long in the past, but they're trying to let him build up. They're trying to let him get confident. Okay. And they just wanted to wait. And I'm sure knowing um, the history of our front office team, that there's probably something to do with service time. Right. The longer they wait, the longer he's under their control for no money and he can be disgruntled longer. Right. Yeah, cool. Good. Exactly. And I'm sure that that played into it for most of the season. But there was like a good like three to four weeks there where it was like, well, what, what are we doing? Can right. We, we couldn't catch the ball at first base. I think it's because Hosmer like hurt his back. Otherwise, Cassis might have just come up for a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. And get his feet wet, and then, you know, he's in big league spring training next year. But, you know, Dahlbeck and Cordero suck. Getting them back, both back to Worcester. So much. Yeah, I mean, oh, just, how about... I mean, they got Hosmer, who's like, he's like a ham and egger. But we were just like, I was like, oh, my God, we got a first baseman, like a legitimate first baseman. Just the fact that you could have had Rizzo and you let Kyle from Waltham go and Renfro, who was awful in the playoffs, but he's now leading the league in home runs, go. And then you get JBJ, who could never hit and is now going to be out of the league. And going with Bobby D, who only gets hot when his job's in the line, but even that didn't work this year. And then the all-American quadruple-A player, Franchi Cordero, like, geez, you already had the team you needed last year, which is why you made the ALCS last year. Yeah, and, like, Jackie was a, an inspired move. Yeah, I love him. In the spring, when he was going to be our fourth, fifth outfield. Yeah, not the everyday guy in center field. But next thing you know, he's playing every day, and he can't hit anymore. Right. Like, That's unfortunately, over. He, he doesn't hit anymore. And, um... That's just the way it is. Like, but the team. I mean, look, they had no puck luck. They they had injury problems all year, and they had the kind of roster that only had a few different ways to win. Yeah, a few different paths to consistent victory. That's fair. They weren't loaded with young, um, you know, young versatile talent, and they weren't loaded with a, a farm system that's filled with young versatile talent like the Rays. They're they couldn't like fill many holes. And once guys started going down for long stretches and then, you know, we're starting like we're starting players that not only are they not big leaguers, but they're not going to be big leaguers ever. We had that stretch in what we've been in that stretch for like, you know, two months where we've just finally come out of it where they were starting guys and throwing guys out of the bullpen that should not have jobs in in baseball. And they were starting, like, crucial games for the Boston Red Sox. Bold strategy. <laughs> it, and it didn't work out, Kyle. Right. It didn't work out. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, but then you saw, like, the, they stabilized when guys started coming back from injuries. And then, you know, it wasn't good enough. And, like, just because you stabilized, like, you know, if you played 154 games or 140 games instead of 80, like, you know, losing three to two, losing five to four, but showing a little bit of life is a little less depressing. But when you get to the point where, like, we got to win, we got to reel off like 14 in a row here, guys, and we got to start tonight. And you go out there and you lose six to four against a good opponent and a good pitcher, and you're like, oh man, we can build on this. Like, no, you can't. Like, you had to win that one. Right. Like, that was the one you got to win. Games. Yep. And now they're like, 
like you got to start losing games. Like, let's just wrap it up, boys. Like, but they got too much pride. They got too many veterans. And I get it. I get it. So here's right? a but. Yeah, here's here a we are. We're we're stuck in the middle with you, Gab. We're not good. We're not bad enough to rebuild off of this year's draft. No, right. Here we are again. Fair. What? So, which besides Cassis, what other uh, young, youngsters do you like? Well, um, I really like um, Bellow. My God, um, Bram Bellow. He is um, potentially what we've been asking for all this time. Right. I mean, he had a couple rough outings to start, but he but he he was dealing last night until he got into a little trouble in the sixth or whatever it was, but. You know, walked a few like guys. That's okay. Yeah, you walked know, a few like, guys, but but he's much. He gave you a real start last night, a really quality start last night. Um, he really did, and he looked. He like this is like a. The Orioles are a legitimate club, and he was making him look stupid for you know four or five innings. That that changeup of his is legitimate. He works quickly. He's he, when he's confident. He's he's pitching with command. He's not going to be screwed up by the pitch clock next year. Um, you know, I mean, like, I don't know, like, uh, Tanner Hawk, like, Hawk might be, might be good. Might be good. He does stuff. Hunter Wong. Is he the guy, is, is Tanner the guy doing his own research on COVID still? Yeah, he finally, um, <laughs> he finally stopped doing his own research on his back injury and decided to go with the advice of medical professionals to get back surgery. To start. So that's to start. Um. I really like Ref Snyder a lot. Yeah, I've enjoyed uh, him. And, um, I'm a big fan. He's, he's got a little bit of tiger blood, and if he's if you're not counting on him to carry um, a position for right. 162, big spots. Then good. You need him, you need him in certain uh, spots. I like Christian Arroyo a lot. If he could stay on the field. Yeah. Uh, Though Justin I do Cassis think that him course. and right him and right field as basically an infielder losing the ball at Fenway, um, that was a microcosm for the tough luck of this season. Um, actually, before I forget that, and I think the next night, or maybe within the week, our boy Duran, who did not hustle after a ball in the triangle, is he never coming back? What's where, where are you with Duran? Well, also, does he's his own under research. Team control, and it depends on what we. He's under team control for next year, and it depends on what happens to the team. You know, like he, like we've got Kike and Verdugo. That we've got, okay? We do, we've we also got Duran, Ref Snyder, Cordero. Jeez um, Louise. We got, we got an option on Tommy Pham. Okay. Uh, mutual option. Fantasy okay? football star, Tommy Pham. I'm not mad at Tommy Pham at all. I'm not either. Um, he's the kind of guy you need on, like, a veteran player. Yeah, he's like a hacksaw Johnny Gomes like, type. He's good. We need him. He's got it, yeah. Like, especially if he's like Mike in Napoli. a four-guy rotation. Like, let's go out and get a stud in the outfield, and then he's like, he's rotating like those guys. He got four of them rotating for three spots, and then a stud PK coming up and playing in the infield a little bit. Right now, unfortunately, like roster-wise, the the solution that makes the might make the most sense is Bogart's walks. Story goes to short. Arroyo starts playing second every day. Okay. And and Rafi and Cassis are at, you know, the corners. Um, I I would love to just have Bogarts resign and go to third. Then well no, you just 
he's at short. Story's at second. And Arroyo is, you know, your plug-and-play guy. Find me. You know, and they've got a little bit of depth. And Kike could go up and back, and Arroyo could play infield. And in a pinch, he could give the outfield a shot. He also, like, kind of, like, has insurance on the fact that both of those guys have been injury-prone. But it depends on how they're going to spend the money, you know. As far as, like, a pitching staff goes, we got, you know, Pavetta and Sale and Whitlock. Um, We got Bello. How many years uh, is Sale still under contract? Oh, my God, like all of them. Like 100? Yeah. Do you think he pitches 10 more games in the Red Sox? I, I mean, I don't know. It's like he's got a brand new arm now. He's just got like yeah, but he's like falling off bikes and beating movie. up TVs. Like, what's happening? What is he? Me in college? Like, come on, man. He's that was a weird thing, man. I mean, who in a AAA rehab start to exhibit that amount of rage? Um, That's what I mean. It's like it, you know you don't have it anymore. Thing. Yeah. But then, of course, he like his stuff was there. Right. And then he, he had a freak accident. Like at a certain point, like. I don't really believe that like players are cursed. No, I mean the guy won it's the World like Series. He's having like soft tissue injuries. Yeah, like he had like a, you know overuse a career injury. He had like a freak accident. He had a freak incident with a batted ball. I mean, he's dude, like, I literally just forgot he was on the team until you brought him up. That's not good. It's not like he keeps pulling his quadriceps. You know, like he's like. He's had some weird injuries, so, you know, he could, I don't know. I, I don't know how you plan around him. You don't? You don't. You That's can't. That's line. So like, you basically need a six starter. Talking ourselves into it, being like, hey, you know. Yeah, I mean. Like, I, like, I, like uh, what's up with Whitlock? Like, Whitlock is a, is a stud, but he's like a, an unbelievable uh, asset out of the bullpen. Are we going to try and stretch him out and force him into a starting role and then maybe lose some of his value and like screw up his arm. But that's because we don't have starters and he's like, yeah, I want to be a starter. And then, you know, he put him in there and now we're in this weird spot where like for half the season, he can't go through that lineup more than twice. And, like we really benefiting by that, you know, like, I don't know. We got, we got Schreiber who's been a stud. Um, Barnes, like, appears to be just washed. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting they, to see. Their pitching staff is a, is a mess. That's, a, that's true, and I feel like this is the second year in a row, isn't it? That it's kind and of a mess? It's kind of like time to get some pitchers. I, I mean, I've been saying it, and I'll just keep saying it. Like, until you have... Young pitchers coming up steadily through the system under team control financially, you are not a sustainable contender. Right. Because when you're overpaying for guys, you're paying for performance, but obviously past performance, which means the ability to break down is higher. The likelihood is higher. Pitchers get hurt. Yeah, exactly. You need a lot of guys that can throw hard, that can get guys out, and you... You need them when they're young before they start the overuse injuries. And if you're sinking 35 million, 20 to 35 million into a starter, um, all right, that's fine for one. Like, 
if they're effective. Yes. But you see what happens when guys go out and they start playing musical chairs, and next thing you know, some guy that should be pitching in the middle innings in, you know, New Haven is, like, pitching in the eighth inning against the Yankees. And, like, well... This isn't going to go well. This guy tops out at 91. Like, he's scared to death. Look at him. And so, he, yeah, and well, he should be. And yeah, so that's, yeah, uh, and it's like, hmm. You pay for, you pay for position players. They're, they've got a better track record of being available. Well, they can be good. playing yeah. full season. They can be healthy for five years in a row. Totally. It's, especially guys with proven track records. Like, playing the infield. Like, baseball players don't get hurt playing in the field. Like, Fielder like uh, pitchers do, or right. other. Well, to your point, like, it's a violent motion. It's not. It's a repetitive motion. It's an overuse, injury-prone position. Yeah, all of it. There's also a, you take a, a care mental of your body piece, and you, you're fine. You're good. You're 140 games a year. You can go out there, yeah, and you just take some maintenance days and keep your legs fresh. Life is good, man. Go out there, mash 30 homers, ride in the laundry cart, which I can't believe they're still doing that. I mean, it's just so pathetically embarrassing. It makes, like, Sweet Caroline well, in a, you know, nothing, broken season. Nothing makes so Sweet Nothing. Well, I, I guess you're right, because it's the players themselves are still doing it. You're right. I was going to say nothing's yeah. worse than Sweet Caroline when you're down, like, 17-1 to 1 in the sixth inning. But when you're, you know, 68-72 and 72 and you're still doing the cart two years later and you haven't won diddly-do, that's a good point. They look so sheepish when they're in the cart. They're right. like, yeah, I, yeah. the card again. I guess we still do this. It reminds me of uh, back it's in the like day. It's like going to Hooters when you're like 38. You're like, really? <laughs> that's a, to be honest, I was thinking of an analogy that was more biographical, but your that's, analogy is amazing. So we're done. We're good there. Just get that look on your face like, huh, I, I, uh, why did we come here? Yeah, I was going to say, because I, I live in a neighborhood where occasionally you'll see people you know, inebriated, and then they'll be, dra- they'll be pushing a friend in a uh, shopping cart, literally. And yeah. again, us- usually the friend in the shopping cart is actually the most sober person, um, and they look sheepish, you know. And, and you're right, but but you know, you're right. A 38 year old at a Hooters franchise. What are we doing here? Why why are we here? It's you know, in it's, a coastal city. You know, exactly. I mean, I know you're in Fort Lauderdale, but there's better things to do. Um, all right, so let's let's turn. In my opinion, I want to turn the page to a favorite storied pastime that you and I and many a Red Sox fan born in the '80s, the '70s, and earlier share, which is when it's time to stop rooting for the Red Sox, it's time to start rooting against the Yankees with full passion. Are you ready? Oh man, I've been ready. I've been delighted at their their current sink i mean it was dude. it was i always knew clearly when they, they were, were sinking like a stone right when they were like 30 and 16 40 and 16 50 and 16 whatever now i'm embellishing you're, you you kind of said at some point they're going to start losing games but to start losing games like this very very tasty thus far very tasty you don't need to hit the playoffs going 100 miles an hour, but you want to at least be in gear. You don't want to, go, you don't, you don't want to hit, pull, put it in reverse while going 60 on the highway either. You drop your transmission. Yeah. No, you don't want that. So no, I'm not saying they're, they're dead, but, but I like they're that. They're currently 5-5 five and five in their last 10. Which um, they've been for like two months now. And they have a great, they have a great home record that's 
basically stacked up on the way they started. Correct. Four and a half games up on the Rays. They've got the second best record in the American League to the Astros, who are, in my opinion, a superior club. Um, I think the Rays, Blue Jays, and Orioles could beat the Yankees in a series. Um, I have no faith in the in the Guardians or White Sox to do much of anything to anyone. Fair. And then there's the Astros, who are a very good baseball team. So, well, whether I it's in that, uh, the whether it's in the ALDS, our game may be coming. right? Whether it's the ALDS or ALCS or the World Series itself. As long as they're not pouring champagne in the final game, I'll tell you what, you know, you and I have referenced this a million times in this pod, if not ten. Uh, you, me, Vincent's Tavern, Worcester Mass, Luis Gonzalez, Arizona Diamondbacks, gets that hit, beats the Yankees in 2001. What a phenomenal feeling. Uh, and honestly, with the exception of the Red Sox winning four World Series, like the actual game they clinched in, and maybe 04 when, you know, the Red Sox came back in the greatest comeback of all time at the expense of, guess who, the New York Yankees. Those are the only five, four or five games that top that 01 destruction for me uh, by the, the, back, the Diamondbacks. And you and I were together for that. It's, it's almost the only thing more fun than watching the Yankee season end is the Red Sox literally hoisting the trophy themselves. So it's fun or to be able to root for two teams. To end it for them. Like we oh, have yeah. gone a few times. Right. I mean, that's that's the number one. That's the number one. And it's scary when you're in it because you don't want to – you hate to lose to those those folks. But but once you win it, it just feels so sweet. And we didn't we never got to feel it for the first, you know, two-plus decades of our lives. So I'll tell you what. I'm just excited to have a reason. And that's the only baseball that I'll watch once the playoff starts. I mean, I'm, I mean, if it's on, it's on. But I'll actively seek out the Yankees, especially if I see the scoreline. And they're down. You know, I want to see that 27th out every time. You know, ALDS, ALCS, World Series, however many games they lose, I want to see that, tw- that, that, that last out. Always. So that's exciting. Yeah, I like our chances. Um, let me ask you this, because people really enjoyed this part of, uh, one of your one of your more recent appearances. You went to the mall, and it was a hell of a story. Do you have anything from the hot dad summer as we ride into fall here and start up football season that, you know, <laughs> anything to, to, to regale us with? I know your, your, your rec soccer team won a championship. You, you got anything from oh, that? Dude. We're champions, yeah. I still got a deep bone bruise on my shin like a month <laughs> later. Thankfully, I'm not playing uh, I'm not playing tomorrow when the season starts. I got a, I got a four-year-old birthday, a four-year-old's birthday to go to. That's important. But, um yeah, some some Brazilian kid, you know, he's taking a shot, he was cutting to his right, and I, you know, I stuck my left foot out, and I caught the ball with a couple toes, and he kicked through the ball, and he caught me right on the, like, the, the corner of my shin bone, Oof. and it's just like, man, I, like, I forget about seeing stars, I heard them, <laughs> and and then I played for, like, another two hours, so I'm 43 years old. Didn't you run, like, nine miles that day or something? <laughs> I ran six and a half miles. I burned like twenty five hundred calories. At, at the end of that game, the guy like was like, "Man, I'm gassed." He's like, "You guys don't even have any subs." And I said, "You're gassed." I said, "I'm forty three. And he just looks at me. He's like, "You gotta be fucking kidding me!" And he walked away, <laughs> which was great. Oh, but, um, champions! You know, I'll tell you one thing. You know what's really nice about being in the hot dead summers? I have no idea what Harry Styles looks like. 
Nice. I couldn't, I couldn't pick him out of a lineup, and I keep hearing his name, and it reminds me of when Bieber got popular. Sure. And I had this like glorious like year where like I was like, Who's never Bieber? seen him, never heard of him, never heard his his music. Like this is great. And then one day I'm in I'm in line at the Ralph supermarket, and uh, there's a magazine with Justin Bieber's face just staring right at me like Justin Bieber. I'm like, ah, damn it. Oh, yeah, it's like a no-hitter. You had the no-hitter going for a year. Yeah, I had the perfect game going. And I then, took a picture of it, sent it to my friend, and I said, well, now you have to know, too. And he's like, oh, you're kidding me, you know. But um, Harry Styles, I don't have to know about him, and that's great. We finished Change of Things. Um, really enjoyed it. I think they landed that plane quite well and set us up for departure on the final season. I'm impressed um, at how they recovered from, a, a you know, kind of a lull in season three. Um, oh, actually, really, know, really quickly, you turned me on to this, and Cindy and I watched it. The Bear, what a show! Bear, good show, huh? That was fun. Really fun, really realistic of of being in a restaurant and a chaotic and stressful and you know drug induced and you know it's there's so much going on in a restaurant when the doors aren't open for to the public, and they did a really good job. The acting was great, but the storytelling was great. And now I'm excited that the beef is dead and the bear will open. So, you know, spoiler alert if you yeah, didn't see fun. it. Yeah, Jesus. Can I ask you a question spoiler. now before we go? Uh, how the hell did his brother get the money inside of the sealed tomato sauce cans? Well, he, he was sending out the he was sending out the product to the canning people. But, you know, that's just logistics as far as I'm concerned. Here's my question. For you, yeah. So he he borrowed, stole the money from their kind of gangster buddy, right? Correct, probably right. So now the bear owes three hundred k. Did his brother turn the three hundred k into like a million six hundred k? Sure, yeah. Because you still owe the guy three hundred. Yeah, you got to pay Oliver Platt or whoever that is. Yeah. And like you, so but like then it's like, well, you're not broke correct did you fake your own death because you were on drugs and you knew that you weren't gonna make it or not fake your own death but you you committed suicide but first you like set up your brother to you know satisfy his dream right yeah because um, how how is he going to explain that to to cicero if yeah how's he going to explain oh i have the money to change this place into an italian restaurant whatever they were talking about in the final scene your 500 bucks a week though you know correct like, correct and then you're going to pay him off over yeah over 15 years and not get your legs broken we'll see how they story tell and work their workshop their way out of that but uh I, we did have a little bit of like there's always money in the banana stand there with the tomato sauce like the crew meal if he had just done the crew meal the family meal in like the first episode yep. the way that his brother always made the family meal that everybody wanted to do with the pasta sauce if he had just got in and used the bleep and pasta sauce. Instead, he threw out like probably like fifteen thousand dollars in those like two cans of sauce that he refused to use. I probably did. No, we wouldn't have gotten a, a, a season one out of it. Exactly, we didn't have that. But like you know, I was like, man, that's funny because like I remember that scene. Like I'm like he threw away two of these cans. Like why do we keep coming back to these tomato cans? You know, mm. and it turns out they were kind of important. They were, exactly. Uh, Not a red herring. There's always money in the banana stand, Michael. There's always money in the banana stand. There it is. So anyway, I thought yeah. it was uh, but it was a good show. So I was glad you turned me on to that one, and, and we'll see. All right, we're at the perfect length for a podcast here, Jeremy. We're about the 34-minute mark. 
Uh, Red Sox 2022, we've kissed you goodbye before. This time we mean it. Uh, I really look forward to actively rooting against the New York Yankees. Yankees fans, don't at me. One of you should step up, one of you season ticket holders, and join me no, on you know season what? ticket showcase. At me. At Jeremy Speaks on Twitter. Yankee fans, at me. Bring it. You think I'm freaking sad because the Red Sox suck? You think I'm a coward? <laughs> this is how I was raised. This is my life. This is my comfort zone. I'm uncomfortable when we're winning because I'm just waiting for the shoe to drop. That's true. Getting harassed today by a Yankee fan. Oh, you're going to do it about the Red Sox, man. How do you feel about the Red Sox? I'm like, you should worry about the Yankees. Yeah. They're dropping like a stone. Oh, we're, all, we're four games up. On all the, oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah. yeah where were you like two months ago? Okay. Uh-huh. Relax. Wait, you're not here to win the AL East. You, this is what happens that we've learned as championship clubs. You're no longer satisfied with the little victories anymore. You gotta if win you the whole thing. World Series, you're a loser. Yeah. So don't don't talk to me about an off year, okay? At me, I'll keep your name and I'll hit you up on Yankee Death Day and we'll have a little laugh. All right? Don't worry about it. Jeremy speaks our second real read of the show, the other being at Pop Sketch Designs. But hey, follow both of those. Respectively on Instagram and Twitter at Jeremy Speaks on Twitter and yeah at Jeremy and on Yankee Death Day. Let's do it. I'll I love do this it. for sport. I'll go back and forth with you for sport. I got parts <laughs> of my day. I got nothing going on. I'll, I'll come right back at you. I'll do it all day. This is fantastic. We maybe now have a a, a non Red Sox playoff series to think about. Uh, we might have to check in on your Twitter account throughout the playoffs. This is fantastic. Hey, quick, quick. Who wins tomorrow, Patriots or uh, Dolphins? Remi- game's in Miami, right? Yeah. Uh, but we've been we've been hanging out down there in like a Division that, two school playing on a soccer field. So yes. we're doing the whole Hoosiers thing. That's right. So the only reason I think the Patriots have a shot is because they've been down there since Tuesday. Um, and Tua sucks. And Tua, Tua does not... Yeah, that's the thing. I don't trust the Patriots right now, but I also don't trust the Dolphins. So, oof. I think the, I think based on last year how the Patriots should have won and screwed it up in the first game of the season against them, I'm going to go Patriots, but I don't feel great about it. I just want to support the club. Uh, I'm hoping that everybody literally quitting on them right now before the season even starts is the kind of fuel they need You know, through the first four or five weeks as they find themselves, as they always do. As long as there's some talent and some organizational – you know, fortitude, which typically there is. You know, see me on October 1st, see me on November 1st. But this is the least good I've felt about them in a long time. But people are already burying them, so maybe they'll surprise us. All they got to do is go 2-2 two and two in the first four weeks, and they're in the mix by Thanksgiving. Absolutely. And that's all we need. Because their schedule gets weak. And, you know, and, I mean, look, the Bills look like a legitimate football team. The AFC is loaded. We can't worry about that. Stay in our lane. Try yeah. and beat Miami. Yeah, win, win, win the games you're playing. Try to win as many as you can, which is super obvious. And Let's then see what happens. Get in the dance, and hopefully you're healthy, right? Because let's you, go. You know, it, the Bills and teams like that are one key injury away from being very average. So, yeah, there's a reason there's 17 games in a season, and it's a four month deal. So we're gonna get on the we're gonna get on the bus. We're gonna ride it. And uh, any Patriots fans listening, feel free to check out episode five, season ticket showcase. Patriots edition, and buy that Guns N' Roses-inspired shirt. For God's sakes, rings and trophies. Let's go. All right, Jeremy, thanks for being on. At Man Cook Good, as always, Instagram is popping. Yankees fans are even welcome to come over there if they need to as well. Jeremy, thanks for being on, buddy. Thank you.